0: Nothing upsets a sports fan when they see a blown call, right? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Morris hit from behind. A flag comes out on the play. Roughly the passer. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We've got to get it right if we can get it right. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. Still to come. ESPN host Bomani Jones. Jets running back. Brees Hall,
1: actor David Boreanis, plus Wrexham AFC striker Paul Mullen. And now. It's Rich
0: Eisen. Hi, ah, yes. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We already just chatted with Eli Manning, and we've got four more guests to go, and that means we still have time for you. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial, and everybody who's on hold, stay on hold. Enjoy the conversation we're about to have. Brees Hall of the Jets will be joining us in about 20 hey. minutes' time. It's very rare that uh, somebody who uh, gives me so much joy calls into this program uh, fresh after giving me so much joy and not causing me to worry about uh, ruining it, you know? I mean, I, I feel really good about the Jets. I do. Are you going to be able to be professional during this Absolutely. interview? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I didn't know if you fanboy out, as Well, no, even it. though my conversation with Joe Douglas after the draft, uh, the Jets general manager, was like the Chris Farley show. You remember that? <laughs> remember that time you drafted
2: Sauce Gardner? You were allowed to be happy. That, that was day, awesome. Man.
0: And then you remember when you traded back into the first round and got Jermaine Johnson? That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. And then the top of the second night, you 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 took Breeze Hall. That was awesome. It was awesome. 197 yards against the Miami Dolphins from scrimmage, baby. That's the way to do it. Not exactly, you know, Bailey's zappy optimism, but it's close. (laughs) Don't worry. Be zappy. Nice one. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um... Chris Brockman shaking his head, wondering why did he catch a stray right there. Good to yeah, see you. Well, what did I do? DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts, sitting in his spot. <laughs> TJ Jefferson uh, in his spot as Shout well. Shout out to the good brothers. Joining us here at the top of our number two is one of our favorites. I'm not just saying that because I'm about to introduce him and he's on hold hearing it. HBO's Game Theory, streaming now on HBO Max. That's just season, season one. Season two, already slated for next year. He is the host of The Right Time of Bomani Jones as well. Bomani Jones back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing, Bomani.
3: I've never heard an optimistic Jets fan in my life. I've been living here for five years. Yes, I ain't sir. never heard that much happiness around the Jets. It makes me feel good, could, Like it, all the dudes that work all dudes that work the cameras and stuff for all the Jets fans, man. I'd be feeling bad for them coming in. You know, <laughs> you, you giving me reason to ever go back in a studio to feel good about it. you know. I can, I can. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear the joy,
0: <laughs> Bomani. It could be the sun, the Southern California sun that just knocked the uh, the dismay out of me. I, I'm I'm very optimistic. I I like what I see They're... They're very good. They, they, they're they young and talented. And they they are a team where I would point to other rosters in the NFL and say, I don't want them. I'll take the one the Jets have. I would do that.
3: Yeah, That's, for a lot of them. that's one of those things that if they were wearing a different color uniform, I'd probably be right there with you. It just takes a little while to shake it. I recognize that they're rational, but so is rooting for the Jets.
0: you are correct sir you are correct we can agree on on the irrationality uh, of all of that uh what is your opinion of the rash of roughing the passer penalties that we're seeing and my fix is let's uh let's go ahead and um and uh make it reviewable your thoughts on the subject matter bomani
3: well, I think making it reviewable. If somebody's willing to roll the dice on a timeout, it's not like you're going to have people stopping after every flag on the basis of it. Like people generally know what the rules are on it. What was striking to me was in the run of this rash of of uh, roughing the passive penalties that Denzel Perriman flung the best player in the NFL down. There's no flag on that. Like we, the the trickiest part about this is it's hard to answer what to do when it's every individual um, referee that is making that call, right? Like, it's not as though there's somebody up top that's making these calls on everything. So how exactly do you wind up legislating it? And they have made a decision that defensive players, sometimes it's not going to be your fault. Like, I thought it was a bit of a ridiculous call with Chris Jones, but the thing is, if you land on the quarterback, we're going to call 15 yards, Period. Right. Well, I do. How else was I supposed to do it? Who cares? They made that decision years ago. I don't know how this week was the one that made people pop up and realize it was kind of crazy. I I
0: I I don't um, understand the rash of it right now. It just seems to be something that um, that needs to be reined in. And I don't think they're going to make it reviewable in the middle of a season. Do you think tours? Injury in front of the whole country a couple Thursdays ago has led to a, a re-emphasis mid-season. Both officials who were involved in this were asked that, and they said no. What do you think, Bomani?
3: Well, I mean, the first one of this week that really made us sit up and take notice was Tom Brady, and these has been the Tom Brady rules forever. I think maybe it shocked people to see that even Derek Carr could get the same accommodations as Tom Brady, right? Like, like maybe that's the one that jumped up and got it for people. So I don't know if it's specifically about two. I figured all our outrage was directed towards the concussion protocol on that one. We're not typically that able to focus on two things at once.
0: Right. Bomani Jones here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Second place team through five weeks that you're willing to place your marker on and say they could still win the Super Bowl. Uh, Green Bay, Ooh. Dallas, Giants, anybody not named the 49ers in the uh, NFC, uh, NFC West, you've got the Packers in the NFC North, you've got anybody not named the Ravens in the AFC North, Dolphins, Chargers, what do you got for me yeah. on that front?
3: See, the problem with this is it's a whole lot of if y'all were somebody else's under this category, right? Because mm-hmm. the Packers are one that you would feel like you got some kind of institutional familiarity with on this, but nothing about them indicates that they can go to a Super Bowl. Nothing at all is saying that. Dallas is out here winning games with a backup quarterback and a great defense. And when they get Dak back, and I still can't believe that we're really, i least we are shameless in our attempt to create a quarterback controversy between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. Come on, people, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Um, when Dak comes back, they've got a top-ten quarterback. With the defense that they have, they can go to the Super Bowl. If for no other reason, than there's nobody in the NFC that just makes you say, oh, you got to watch out for them. Like, the teams with the two best records, a quarterback by Jalen Hurts. And it's a feel-good story right now, but we're going to be asking a lot of him to do this in January. And Kirk Cousins, and we haven't seen his movies before.
0: <laughs> What's the genre of his movies, Bomani? I think I know what you are go It's kind of like, that's, genre.
3: that's a good question. I'm trying to think of what the analogy is where when you get up to the line and you just look at one dude and you don't look anywhere else. So it's like Kirk Cousins goes to the movies and just looks at one corner on the screen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One corner of the screen, not the middle of the screen, is what you're saying? No, no, no. Whatever
3: happened, it better happen right over there.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so then what's the AFC team in second place that you might believe in? You you, you just went with the, the Cowboys. AFC. Yeah, AFC yeah, second place team.
3: AFC.
0: No. Oh. Oh. Just lost him. Yeah. That's one way to handle it.
2: You spitting hot fire.
0: Just yeah. hanging up. He'll be back. Uh, yeah, he'll be calling. He'll call back. He loves your cowboys. I mean, yeah. He loves your cowboys
2: there. It, it, we're just taking it week by week, Rich. Week by week. He likes your right. Dallas He's Cowboys. So I, I don't, him I right don't blame right. him. have just pop him back up. Yeah, uh, Adam got Adam, him. Adam got him.
0: He, he got him. Adam. Adam got it quick quicker, quicker trigger finger than, than you. you. All right, good. All right. Is Adam doing the Jewish hello? What's going oh, on? Okay. Hey Bamani, you there? All right, here we go. I can pick you right back up. You sound great. Here we go. The AFC team, then. Yeah,
3: the thing is, I'm operating under the assumption that Tua to talk about Lowe is not going to play for a while. If he was going to be playing, I would say maybe we could talk about the Dolphins. Otherwise, we get to the Chargers, and you get to that kind of same situation, which is they are, in fact, the Chargers. But, like, I looked it up, like, Khalil, Khalil Mack's got, what, five sacks in five games? Like, they've got talent on defense, and they have a quarterback who is capable of exceptional things. You look at the rest of the second place teams, and that's the only one you could really say such a thing about.
0: Bomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show from HBO's Game Theory, as well as the Right Time with Bomani Jones. Let's uh, flip the script uh, to the NBA, Bomani, um, and what do you think the aftermath of Draymond Green's uh, smackdown of his teammate is going to be? How do you how do you think this is going to linger? with the Jordan Poole, uh, Draymond Green situation, as we say in the business?
3: Man, that's a great question. Because the thing for me that I've looked at with the Warriors and where they defied my expectation last year above anything else was, I don't think it's a wise play to try to build, like, play for the championship and build for the future at the same time. Like, that's a very, very difficult thing to do. And they managed to pull that off. Well, now they're coming into a season where they got these young dudes that they have taken early in the draft. They want their minutes, and they want to get their money. And then you got these old dudes who want their minutes and who are going to want their money, and Draymond Green falls under that one. I think that he can win back the trust of the guys he's got the equity with, right, Steph, Iguodala, Clay, because they've been there with him before. But there's a team full of dudes who don't have that same track record in history with him and don't have the same reverence for him that local fans might have for him. And that's where I wonder how this goes. The other question is, How well is Draymond Green actually going to play? Because there were points in the postseason and the NBA Finals where it looked like he was unplayable. Like, he has been on a gradual decline. If he comes back out here and he's not playing well and you have all the other stuff that comes with him, then what? Like, they have managed a very strong chemistry experiment for all those years there, and he's been so important to it. But this is going to take some next-level balancing to try to figure out how exactly to keep all of this together. In a year where there's so many teams in the West that could be legitimately threatening. So, I think they'll be fine early, but what happens when things get a little difficult? And what happens when a dude like Kaminka's like, hey, man, I want my minutes. I'm too good not to be playing. To me, an NBA team, you really only got eight dudes that are going to play. They got nine dudes who realistically have reason to think that they should be
0: playing. And at least they've got the right coach for, the, for, for this. I'm sure Steve Kerr has been, he, shoot, he's been, he's been the punchy, you know, in these situations before. And, and one of the greatest players of, in, in any sport was the one who threw it. So uh, I, I guess there's much for him to, to lean on uh, to try and navigate these waters. There, there's another aspect of this that, that I'm wondering how it might linger as well is how this video came out. And and uh, I know there's a lot of criticism that comes towards anybody who brings this subject up, because I, I'm not trying to take away from the actual assault that we saw on video, Bomani Jones. I'm I'm just saying if I'm wondering if I'm there, I'm wondering, you know, how many of our practices can be leaked out and who did leak this out? Do they have an agenda to make sure Draymond is held accountable? Do they feel that 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 uh, pool needs to be clowned you know like what what is the reason for all of this that's another thing for me
3: yeah i've i've understood the people to a degree who don't understand why we have questions about the video getting out but anybody who works in this business is stunned because that never happened. right right like what is the chain of circumstances that leads to something like that coming out in public it is a fair question to ask because that never happens. Bobby Portis broke Nikola Mirotic's face. We never saw the video of it. All these years, we have never seen Latrell Sprewell choke PJ Carlisippo. These things don't get out, and it did. And I really do wonder who made the decision, or who needed the money, right. or whatever it was that then led to us getting there. Like, no, there there are a lot of levels to this, and. I think something that's a little different in this than people want to recognize is that, yeah, people fight at practice. That happens. What was so stunning about this one was nobody thought that this was something worth fighting over. Nobody in that room heard anything that was like, oh, I think a fight might be breaking out. and tried to break it out. The only person who thought it was that was Draymond Green, who has got a track record of hitting and kicking people and not everybody's going to be able to get over that, right? Like, this is a trust matter, I think, for a lot of people. And my buddy Marcus Thompson wrote a great column for The Athletic, where he was like, the thing about Draymond is Draymond's supposed to be the big brother on the team. The right. big brother's there to stop you from getting hit in the face. The big brother's there to tell you, maybe I should hit you in the face right now, but I'm not going to do that because I'm your big brother. Instead, he punched the dude in the face. And not everybody's going to get over that as quickly as you would watching somebody get punched in the face who was not you."
0: As always, well put and uh, thought-provoking, and I appreciate the time, Bomani Jones. Um, So next year's Game Theory, you got that uh, on the docket for next year? for you? Yeah,
4: we yeah, are looking at
3: 2023. That's great. what they're telling me to tell people. We got that. Also got the right time with Bomani Jones podcast. still going to ESPN. We're back on three days a week. Fantastic. Come check that out.
0: Well, if you ever um, want me as a guest, need me as a guest, anything like that, I'd love to return in kind. Bomani, you've always been kind to of call him uh, when we uh, when reach out. Appreciate it.
3: All right, man. I'll take you up on Let that. me do it.
0: Please. Anytime. Thanks for the call, Bomani. Right, I appreciate, appreciate it. You, you got it. At Bomani underscore Jones on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. <laughs> Bo has a way of putting things. Man. He always does, and then, <laughs> and then and then and then and uh, then he he wraps it up in a bow very succinctly. As the Philadelphia Phillies with a two-out hit, top one, take an early lead in the first game of the divisional series on a bright, sunshiny day in Atlanta. No David Robertson, by the way, in the series. Did you see that? For the Phillies? I did not. Yeah. I didn't even know he, this
1: game was starting. He so hurt early. his
0: calf. You know what, You know how he hurt his calf? Jumping up and down, celebrating a, the Bryce Harper home run in the previous series. And he's out for the divisional series.
1: Pretty good celebration, though.
0: Pretty much. NetSuite Ooh. is asking you to make sure you know your numbers because in this roller coaster that we're on right now of the 2022 year that we have been seeing in the stock market and so much more in the economy... Knowing your business is all the difference. That's why over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system that gives you visibility, gives you control of your financials, inventory, gives you the ability to check out your HR planning and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. All In one place. Everything you need is right there. So what are you waiting for? Right now, Netsuite is offering a one of a kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash rich radio right now. NetSuite.com slash rich radio. NetSuite.com rich radio. Uh those on hold, stay on hold. Promise we're gonna get to your calls this very hour when we come back. The kid who just lit up the Miami Dolphins defense. Brees hall of the new york jets when we come b-a-c-k let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle o-o-o o'reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road Hey, looking to buy a new home? Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options for you, and they've also got resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. That's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees as well, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option. Option for you, so you can get the home loan process that's as smooth and experience as possible, just for you. Check everything out. It's insured by NCUA. Equal Housing Lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after September 16th can receive up to a thousand dollars towards actual closing costs applied to closing, with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. It's insured by NCUA, as I mentioned. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union, our members, are the mission. Brees Hall of the New York Jets calling in shortly. Um, you might need to check in at home, Chris. Um, oh, no, our Friday guest, oh, Sarah yeah, Tiana, yeah. just, uh, just tweeted out, I'm already going to vomit. <laughs> it's yeah. two nothing, and Cooney Jr. is on second base like a ghost runner. It's a lead off. He's in right there. It's okay.
1: This is her deal, though. She's so stressed. It's watching playoff these baseball. Games. It's. I, and I it's am, the first
0: inning. I'm so happy my team's still in it. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy my team's still in it, and it's enhanced by the fact not you, TJ, I'm other, Mets, saying, fans like life, other Mets fans in my Boy. life, other Mets fans in my life. You know. Um, I I'm, I'm glad they're miserable. Although that's not my brother. I kind of clowned my brother a little bit yesterday. Yeah, he did. he We were dealing, me. you know, we were dealing with something again personally um and as soon as we were off the conference call together, I called him back to reconnoit and I said to him, I'm like I'm just calling to check your ears to see if everything's okay after that call. <laughs> and he says, "That's why you're calling me back? Really? Is that really what you're doing?" And I felt bad because he's my blood relative yeah, and I love him. Shit. He's my, he's my older brother. That's funny. We like it. <laughs> he taught you about life, but I also wanted to talk to him about the Jets too. Brees Hall is <laughs> calling in shortly. So I, I so I, I'm so happy my my team's still in it. But I am <laughs> stealing myself getting too clocky. for playoff baseball, which is unlike any it's other. Okay, playoff it. football. No. There is still there's still. Uh, uh, some moments in a playoff football game where okay, it's just a run and play, it's second down right. and eight. Right. We got it. It's we the first you know, quarter, or whatever. It's still, right, exactly. Right. And playoff basketball, it's like, all right, there's seven more games to go potentially after right. this tip-off. And nothing tonight. really
1: heats up until the last five minutes. Right.
0: Playoff hockey is intense. Intense. When certainly when there's overtime, right. I get it. But nothing like playoff baseball, where if it's May 15th. I'm watching a Yankee game, May 15th, game 45 of 162. Lead-off runner gets on in the top of the second inning, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's just a leadoff right, runner. Let me go get a snack. Tonight, if the <laughs> Guardians get any leadoff runner on, you're just like, series wh- is over. White series is, is over. <laughs> yeah. This person's going to score, and the season's over. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't see forest from the trees during a playoff baseball game
1: season is not over i
0: know i gotta do that gotta do that rich so it is kind of just like that when the playoff baseball hits and garrett cole tonight goes up against paul quantrell's kid who'd have thought that i would be having my heart in my throat because it's paul quantrell's kid cow going for the guardians against the yanks i just hope garrett's it And I bet you, your guy Ramirez, who, did he carry your fantasy baseball team this year? He sure did. I I actually, I lost by one in the finals. Okay, sorry to hear that. Yeah. But But yes, he
1: did carry me the whole year. I have
0: a fear that he is going to join the postseason pantheon of famous players the Yankees famously cannot get out.
1: Named Ramirez, too. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, Manny, back in the day, but I'm talking about current players. Devers? Yeah, you can't get him out. Altuve, yeah. Bregman, yeah. can't get those guys out. And I have a feeling for some reason Ramirez is going to join that pantheon tonight. See, I'm already not pacing myself right yeah. now. Rich. I'm already Rich. not pacing myself in the same way that Sarah is not pacing herself right now. Well, watching she's her break down to nothing, she has a hair oh, appointment. So really? She's oh. going to be like on oh. her. Phone. Oh, yeah, oh, it's a
1: disaster. This, this is yeah. Today's yeah. going to be a
0: disaster. So she's getting. Look, this could be. Hold on a minute. I don't know if she's she's definitely not listening to us. I can use this line. So she could be suffering two blowouts today? Hey now. The hair and this baseball game. I bet I, I'm willing to bet the Braves tie it like right here. Right here. Okay. In the meantime, I will occupy uh myself and this program with Just another. For the sake of my more t- my
1: night coming up. I guess <laughs>
0: I'll take part in a a more, um, uh, what should I say, productive endeavor. (laughs) Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now is the rookie running back of uh, the New York Jets. My team, my team growing up, and seeing him with 197 yards from scrimmage, a rookie rushing record, uh, pardon me, a rookie record for the New York Jets against the Miami Dolphins was quite something, put it that way. And joining us here for the first time on the Rich Eisen Show, hopefully first of many, is Brees Hall. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm
0: doing great, Brees. Do you have any yeah. idea how happy you've made people over this weekend? Do you have any idea how happy
4: you, made uh, you know, It's been a blessing. I just hope I can continue to keep you know chipping away at it and just uh, keep trying to help this team win games.
0: How did things click for you this week uh, in a way that um, I'm sure you were imagining and hoping for? How did that work?
4: Uh, it really just started with a good week of practice and Uh, Just knowing that the coaches try to do everything they can to, you know, put the ball in my hands and help me um, be in good spots to make plays, and it also has to do a lot with my teammates. You know, them having that trust in me as a rookie, and um, them wanting me to have the ball, Zach trusting me to have the ball, and everything like that. And um, it's it's just been a blessing so far.
0: I'm sure. uh, But has the game slowed for you in the first five weeks?
4: Yeah, you know, those first, those first two weeks were a little jittery. I had to kind of get used to the tempo of the game and everything like that. But as I've gotten more comfortable, I've gotten more reps and everything like that, and the game started to slow down, and I've kind of been able to control the tempo of the game and everything like that. So um, I, I've just been getting better every, every week just thanks to my team and thanks to all the opportunities I've been getting.
0: Well, I mean, the first two weeks, um, uh, when you said things were, were speeded up and fast, can you give me an example of that and the way how it slowed? Yeah. What do you think? Uh,
4: Yeah, just when I was getting the ball, you know, uh, I wasn't hitting the hole as fast as I wanted to. I was missing uh, holes here and there, everything like that. And I felt like the coaches kind of knew that. You know, they were like, all right, you're a rookie, but, you know, you got no excuse. And um, I kind of just prided myself on just playing better football. Uh, that's all it was. I got more reps and more opportunities, and the game just started to slow down naturally.
0: What do you mean they said you don't have any excuses? What does that mean? What do you mean by
4: that? Uh, Just for for them and myself, just to have that expectation to come in and just help the team win games, be an impact player. And I felt like with all the rookies we drafted, that's what the expectation for us is. We have no excuses. And uh, I won't say we have no room for error, but we – You know, we hold ourselves to a different standard.
0: Well, you could have, after week two, I know. You know, you're just a rookie. You could have clapped back at your coaches and say, "Uh, "Coach, there was a huge ass elf on the field. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) I mean, I've never seen that. You could have said that, but you didn't do that.
4: Uh, No, no, just I pride myself in playing at a high level of football all the time, and that's how it was for me in college. You know, I was one of those impact players, one of those X factors. And um, now that I have a lot, a lot, a lot of help on this team now uh, with the Jets, you know, guys like. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, and my whole O line—it's um, just a big help from them. And um, now I'm just in, in a great position to make plays.
0: Brees Hall, New York Jets running back, fresh off of 197 scrimmage yards in the win over the Miami Dolphins here on the Rich Eisen show. Walk me through your draft. What was that like for you to sit through the first night, um, not hear your name called, and then and then that Friday? What 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 about? That experience, Breeze. Walk me through that if you don't mind.
1: Uh,
4: yeah, you know it was bittersweet, uh kinda just expecting, you know, as a child as it was a childhood dream for me to kinda of just hear my name called in that first round mm-hmm. and everything like that and I felt like um at first I was I was really frustrated. I was kinda of mad just down and you know, that the next day I knew I was gonna be going pretty fast and I got that call from the Jets and it just uplifted my whole spirits but it was just frustrating for me that day that first day just because I felt like there wasn't that many players better than me and everything like that so um but once the once the second day came, I was just um glad to be a jet I was glad to be a part of this great job class that we have and I felt like we did have the best draft so far, so it's been fun.
0: So, I mean, Maurice Jones Drew, my colleague at the NFL uh, Network, he wore 32 because that was the number of teams that passed on him in the first round. <laughs> but he wore that's what he wore, so he kind of wore that chip on his shoulder his entire career, Jonathan Taylor, who is the de facto first overall fantasy pick and a lot of people's MVP picks for this year, he went in the second round, top of the second round as well. Do Mm -hmm. you wear this on your shoulder as you go about your business every day now, Brees?
4: Yeah, for sure. I definitely kept those receipts, um, especially over the draft processes. All those teams talking to me, telling me that they like me and everything like that. and Mm -hmm. um, Just comparing myself to uh, other players and seeing where I stood, I felt like um, I was definitely worthy of being a first-round pick. But, you know, everything really worked out for the best. Like I said, God put me here. He made me a New York Jet for a reason. And right now I'm just trying to prove that, you know, uh, I was worthy of being picked where I was picked. And I'm just trying to get better every day and help this team win games.
0: So, yeah. So what was it like when you got that call? Uh, on? Uh, and I could have I helped you out because everything I was hearing uh, right before I went on the air that Friday night in Vegas was the Jets were coming mm-hmm. to get Brees Hall. That's all I heard. Um, what What about you on that night?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely was hearing the same things, you know. But um, as far as the drop goes, you know, you never be- you can never really believe anything until it happens. So once I saw that call and saw the area code and everything, I was like, "Man, I'm about to be a jet." So it was it was crazy, you know, just getting that call from Joe D talking to Salah and everybody. It was, you know, it was just a huge blessing. I was so happy, you know. You, it's really a shift of emotions because you go from being down in the dumps after day one to just You know, kind of just having your world made day two, and um, just seeing, you know, guys like Garrett, Sauce, Jermaine, Michael, Clemens, Jeremy, Rucker, Max Mitchell. Just Mm. seeing that I was gonna be a part of a draft class with those guys, it was just a huge blessing. And I knew that we would. Come in and kind of make an impact where this teams itself the team win games.
0: It's not just any draft class, Brees Hall. I got to be honest with you, uh, speaking on behalf of uh, the Jets fan base, so much placed in this draft class, last couple, obviously, uh, but this one in particular, because it's filled with kids like yourself. You don't mind me referring to you as such, even though you just played like a grown ass man. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> it's filled with folks like yourself that are not familiar with the feeling that I, as a 53-year-old man, having rooted for this franchise since I can remember, have been feeling about the same old Jets, and here we go again. And this is not what's expected of the Jets—is actually winning and coming into a place like, say, Lambeau Field this weekend and coming out with the win. How do you handle hearing that mentality from the fan base and people emotionally um, scarred like myself, Breeze Hall?
4: Yeah, you know, you you hear it, but you can't really pay it too much attention. Um, our team prides ourselves on um, just getting, just always giving that extra sixty percent. So, Coach Salah always says, you know, no matter how hard you're going, you still got sixty percent more to give. In, we come in every day with that expectation to hold each other accountable and get better. In, um, we don't really, really listen to the outside noise. We only really care about what each other thinks and what we think about ourselves. So, um, every day, you know, we're chipping away at it. We're trying to change the thing, and I feel like we're trending in that way and making the Jets a winning franchise.
0: Brees Hall here on the Rich Eisen show. Did you hear what Jair Alexander uh, had to say from the Packers in London after losing to the Giants? Yeah, he mentioned something along the lines of uh, that he believes in the defense there, uh, but possibly if they lose to the Jets, if we lose next week, then I'll be worried. Is what he said. What do you what do you make of comments like that, Brees Hall? What do you think of him? Um, you know,
4: what it it is, it is what it is. Obviously, he just believes in his team and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like he shouldn't be saying that, you know, they, the judge should be beating them or whatever the case may be. I just feel like, you know, he's confident in his team and he's confident in what they uh, they will do. But just like he's confident, we're confident in our team and what we're going to do. So it's going to be a great game once we step on the field for sure.
0: Okay, good answer, Brees Hall. Good answer. I'm giving you a clap for that one. That's well done. That's a very veteran answer right there. Who was your guy growing up? who you wanted to be like, who you emulated when you were dreaming of being that first-rounder? Brees. Uh, you
4: guy? know, I've had a couple of family members that have played in the NFL and also uh, my stepdad had a brief stint in the NFL. You mm-hmm. know, uh, my cousins, Roger Craig. He plays... Everybody knows who he is, you know, so don't really got to introduce him and then I have a cousin named Ken Keith that played for the Colts for a little while and he also played in the CFL and then my stepdad, Jeff Smith, was a running back uh, at Nebraska and then for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So, just looking up to guys like that, um, having that example set for me at a young age, I kind of already knew what I wanted to do. Uh, growing up, I was really in love with basketball and football, so I knew I was going to uh, make my way playing one of those two sports. So uh, just to, for it to end up how it's been so far, it's been a blessing.
0: So we shouldn't be surprised that a cousin of Roger Craig just set the rookie record for yards from scrimmage just in his fifth game. Is that what you're saying, Brees
4: <laughs> No, I ain't going to say all that. You know, it I'll do that. A lot of hard work, but... What has he yeah, taught, you? What, he
0: taught you? what has he taught you? What conversations have you had with Roger Craig, Breeze?
4: Uh, he always is just upli- uplifting me and just um, trying to keep me positive. He always uh, texts me good luck, and he always tells me if I have a good game. And He definitely makes sure, makes sure that I know that I can reach out to him whenever I need anything. So It's been a blessing just to know I have his support. Okay.
0: All right. So you're a kid from Nebraska, right? That's where you were born? Correct, Brees?
4: Uh, I'm right. born in Detroit, but grew born, up in Nebraska. Ah,
0: grew, born in Detroit, grew up in Nebraska, then went to Iowa State. Any mm-hmm. significance playing in Lambeau Field for you then this weekend? Breeze? Um,
4: I get to go against one of my Iowa State guys, Alan Lazar, so I'm excited for that for sure. Um, he, he, we've been talking about that during the summer, so it's going to be fun to see him. Okay.
0: And how large is your vertical leap? You mentioned basketball. How's, how, how's your vertical leap doing, Brees?
4: Uh, 40. So, you know, okay. in high school I was one of those – uh, guys who you know I was kind of mister kind of did everything uh I could dunk it a little bit, shoot get to the basket, so I have a little basketball history too
0: okay i I'm asking that just to see if you got the vertical to leap into the stands if you score in Lambeau field do one of those. <laughs> Brees, what do you think? Oh uh, no, they
4: might—they might have to kick me out of there. I don't know if I could do all that.
0: Yeah, you get rejected. Yeah, you can get Rudy Gobert out of there. I—I I, I agree. Uh, what about Sauce? Do you think Sauce might have that in mind? What do you—what do you think? Do you, would he have? Would
4: he? Oh yeah, Sauce is one of those guys. You know, he's so confident in what he does, and he's been proving <laughs> it week in and week out. And he's just letting guys know that, you know, he is who we say he is, and um, he works—you know—he works just as hard as anyone. It's been cool just to be around him and get that relationship with him and see how much of a hard worker he is, and that's been tra- translating to the football field as well.
0: Okay. Can you tell Garrett Wilson something for me? Would you mind? Yeah,
4: I got
0: you. Okay. Tell him that his, his dad said hello. Will you please do that?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him that for sure. He was
0: very upset with me last time we spoke, and I told him that I was his father, uh, because Michigan yeah. <laughs> beat Ohio State. But just tell him, you know, dad says hello, and we'll see him in November one more time. Would you mind doing that for me? <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> oh, I'm writing checks right now. But I'm feeling great. My football world is great, thanks to you and everybody else that was drafted in your class. And it just so, my last question for you is: What do you tell a Jet fan base that is all filled with optimism? We don't know how to walk around and live life. To be very honest with you, like this, Brees, what would you tell us?
4: Um, just to just to keep staying along with us. Don't give up on us. And, okay. You know, there's going to be there's going to be good. There's going to be bad. But you know, as long as the fans stay loyal and stay true to who we are and keep believing in us and everything's going to pay off
0: for the best all right Brees. thanks for the call congrats on that big performance look forward to more and i'm not just saying that because of the obvious but uh <laughs> my youngest son and i have both have you uh, in our starting lineups for our fantasy team so you go and run forth and multiply would you please <laughs> thank
4: you i appreciate you having me on for anytime sure.
0: let's do this again breeze hall everybody breeze hall of the new york jets right here on the rich eisen show do you think he's going to walk up to Garrett Wilson and said, "Your dad says hello"? Man, I hope so. <laughs>
1: I hope I, not. I really you hope mean, so. Uh.
2: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, Gary, I, Garrett, Garrett, I was just Why? on the phone I'm with in your pops." Now. Why <laughs> <laughs> he, not? He said, "This, Garrett, I was just on the phone with your pops." He says, "Hello."
0: he's gonna be. like Who's that? Rich Eisen. I mean, oh, he's, oh, this man! Please, please, Swatting the man. Who's oh daddy? Oh baby, you realize you're jinxing Michigan, right? I'm not jinxing him. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not I mean, jinxing he's, him. He's right. I'm best. not jinxing him. Come on, man. This game's gonna happen either way. It you jinxed matter. the Raiders last night. No, I didn't. No, he didn't. Uh. How did I do that? How did I do that? Hey, wh- how is it my fault? We said yeah, I was pinning the players to win yeah, that game you're yesterday. You're texting us. How about my Raiders? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
2: oh come Man. on! Yeah, yeah but I mean, still, come on! Don't come on! Don't take the
0: it's pot. He's not jinxing anything. He did that with the Yankees. Oh this yeah, year. like he what, scared what, me the, in the, August. What happened last night? The official calls a defensive hold on a missed extra point. Because I texted you three hours before. Well, you Get know, out of here. Get out of here. Part of the
1: big of the Get football, out of here. Yep. Weird football. And guys. then Carl yeah. Sheffers. Carl Sheffers the bailed the, the Raiders days. out.
2: The football gods look down.
0: Carl Sheffers bailed the Raiders out.
1: Yeah, but your jinx was more That would
0: have, have been a much worse <laughs> deficit. It would have it probably been 17 all at half, right? Or 17. It should have been at least been 17-14. 17-14, right?
1: Yeah, probably. A minute to go. Honestly.
0: All right. I've been promising to take your phone calls I will be a man of my word Do we have an overreaction Tuesday based on just last night's game alone? Uh, I believe we do We do Okay. David Boreanaz is here from Seal Team on CBS and then Paul Mullen of Wrexham AFC will help take us to break We're back with more of your phone calls 844-204-RICH getting in while the getting's good this NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Triple headers, the international series, and every postseason game. Eight four four two zero four. rich is the number to dial. Let's take some phone calls. Folks have been hanging on for a while. By the way, it's still 2 nothing in Atlanta. Uh, although, wait a minute. It Uh-oh. looks like somebody just went oh, yard. see ya. 2-1. Somebody just went yard. It's uh, The Braves are, are now on the board. Dar- Our no. name is
2: Darneau, former New York Metropolitan. Right? That was after the Phillies got out. Braves had bases loaded one out Yeah, in his right. first
0: double play. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I registered. This is
2: going
1: to be a high scoring game. All right,
0: very good. John at Seattle, you're in on the first and first up on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, John?
1: Hi, Rich. Thank you so much for taking my call.
0: Thanks for making it. What's on your mind?
4: Um, I wanted to comment on something you guys talked about yesterday in your overreaction um, about the MLB playoffs. I think you should take your Yankees. The Seattle Mariners, and the Dodgers, to win the World Series. One of those three teams. Mm. The Mariners are not losing to Houston.
0: I don't know, man. Whoa. Look, I, Here's my problem with, with the Mariners, my concern, and I know this for a fact because I had them on my fantasy team all year long with Coop. Uh, after he was dominant last year. Robbie Ray has not pitched well at all, and the Astros savage him. I mean, absolutely destroy him. And so Luis Castillo might go, you know, uh, zero for zero with Verlander, uh, although that's a tall order. But I- I'm, I'm concerned about the Mariners pitching after after Castillo. And that was a hell of a coup, a hell of a coup for, for the Mariners to get him in the uh, trade deadline and then sign him. But I, I'm I'm concerned about Robbie Ray. Uh, if he could, if if you tell me he's going to pitch like the Cy Young of the previous year, then I'm in on you. I'm in. My that's my concern.
4: I w- hope Robbie does that. I'm also uh, concerned about him. You should but be. But I'm just going to say, the big dumper. There's enough room on the big dumper for everybody to come along. There we
0: go. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. Greatly appreciate it, John, in Seattle. Does somebody want to uh, um, uh, interpret that for me?
1: Uh, I have no idea.
0: Anybody else? Nope. Don't oh, think. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Can't do it. I mean, I have a sense of what that could mean. I think you kind of figure I don't know. It out. Is that the coffee goes straight through you? Is that what that is in Seattle? <laughs> oh. I understand. Oh. I understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't understand. <laughs> I, don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Everybody, get your uh, Beach Boys ready. We're going to Kokomo. Oh. oh, Ken in Kokomo, Indiana. What's up, Ken? Hi, oh,
1: Rich. Thanks. <laughs> now everybody's. Got yeah, to I know. I shouldn't do that, but okay. Yeah, three and things so. real fast about the officiating. Okay, one is uh, right away. Brockman mentioned the sack on Mahomes, and how is that different from the one on Brady? It wasn't. I think we can agree there is no difference. Cheffer's called it right. Boger called it called it wrong. <sighs> And I think Boger will probably get a ding, which is down, a, a downgrade. That was a total
0: – Sheffers didn't get it right. Ken, I'm, I'm – No, no, no.
1: I'm talking about the one on Mahomes. The one on the Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I agree. That, I don't think that's a rough either. I mean, Mahomes exactly. can be thrown around. If, I, if, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, my if bad. If
1: Boger does what – ruled the way Cheffers the way did on Mahomes, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
0: That's correct, uh, except for right. the one that got called in Cleveland, and and there have been others that have happened during this playing season, the point where I wanted to talk about this last week, but other items sure. I've had in my notes right here to talk about it. So it was Number a two. no-brainer to hit it yesterday, you know.
1: Number two, on the Chris Jones thing, I think the problem is the philosophy of roughing the passer. The one thing that is common to the Brady play and the Derek Carr play is that the the foul
0: is roughing the passer, and neither one true a pass. Well, and thank you for the call, uh, Ken. Um, My colleague Tom Pelissaro said Chris Jones was the first person he thinks that's ever been called for roughing the passer while holding the football. Look, I'll just say it again. These referees are well-intentioned, as is the rule for roughing the passer. Okay. We don't want to see Chad Henney go against Josh Allen next week. Not even Chad okay. Henny wants to see. That. Right. I mean, <laughs> honestly, we don't want to see, we don't, you know. We just don't want to see it. So that's the whole point of roughing the passer penalties. But it's as simple as is there a malicious intent to hit the guy late? Is there something going on? And so you need. That help if in real time it's so difficult to determine when you have real long standing professionals like Jerome Boger and Carl Cheffers blowing it. Get them some help. Refs helping refs, hosts helping colleagues. There you go. Me helping you. RES Consultant. How am I helping you? You can ask me that question. How are you helping? Go ahead and ask me the question. Rich, what how are mean? you helping me? Who in this room? On this program, has been chipping away at Cooper Rush should be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, no matter if Dak's healthy or not. Who's that person chipping away at that? Constantly chipping away. at Well, that. the first one was Brockman, but uh-huh. he
2: said it kind of
0: tongue-in-cheek.
2: Uh, I don't uh, think he uh, truly believed it. Or Do you believe it? Did believe it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? The proof is in the record. Guys. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then well, if he that's has...
0: the case, help me help you. Okay, help me. Bill Belichick today. Oh. In New England. Oh. On a Greg Hill show. You've heard of that program? I've heard of that program. Okay. Gee Hill. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he makes an appearance every week. Oh. Bill asked on this broadcast about Mac Jones getting the gig back when fully healthy. It's Mac Jones. It took one Bailey Zappy shutout of the Lions. An almost zappy like lightning strike in Lambeau for this question to be posed. A little different than the uh, esters in new england I mean, I, i'm this, just saying I listen, said listen for the complete denial listen for the tamp down the putting out the fire no controversy listen for it you might not hear it all right let's here's go. the answer
3: yeah i'm not going to get into a lot of hypotheticals on you know all different things that might or might not happen and all that I, you know that's just to me a waste of time but you know I'm not going to sit around here and dream up, you know, scenarios and all that. We'll take things as they come and go from there.
1: He just said he's
0: not going to do it. Well, what he <laughs> said, I'm not going to go through. If he's asked, Mac Jones, is he going to get the start again yes. when he's fully healthy? Sure, of course, he's our number one guy.
1: Oh, really? Now you want Bill to give a real answer when there's 20 years of, of, of evidence that he doesn't do it? I no. will
0: actually <laughs> give you the answer that what I believe he might really be thinking Omar. deep down. Maybe Zappy's the guy. Do you not recall a quarterback Stop who once hat. got a nine-figure salary around these parts? I remember one. Do you remember that guy who Was his name actually Drew? took this franchise to a Super Bowl once upon a time who got that contract, and then I became the coach here, and some kid from the uh, University of Michigan was on my team. Stop it. What do you mean stop it? His answer is absolutely like he could have easily said, Mac's my guy, let's stop this question. Well, oh, because
1: Bill always gives straightforward answers. Mac
0: is already – didn't somebody already say during the, pre- during the training camp season he thought he heard cornerback – and it was—he thought he heard quarterback, and somebody was asking about his cornerback, and he's just like Max, the guy. He said it during the training camp season.
1: Uh, it's hey, if been, Cooper, it's if, been right? one game.
0: Hey, bro, it's
2: the same e- thing. E- if, if it, if e- it's not it's, getting, for us. It it's happens not, to you. It's not the same. thing. It is
0: Zappy days are here again. again. Right. Like so, or or. You could go like the Fonz like. during zappy days. <laughs> hey. Hey. Mac Jones is starting hey. this
1: week, and they're going to beat the Browns.
0: Oh, well, oh is yeah. Mac Jones starting this week? Because I
1: don't know. I just I heard a hear guy. That, He's answers, not, that yeah. sounds
0: like a hypothetical to me, and we're not entertaining those.
1: Tuesday is I'm trying to help day. you. I'm trying to help you. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm just saying, in the water. Come on.
2: Don't just stick a He's toe in the water. It. Get in there. I'm t- I t- I t- Cannonball. Who Cannonball. was the first yesterday Cannonball. you brought up Cannonball. and you yelled at me for, for messing you. up your flow? I yes, never yelled at you. I don't yell at you. I said, I said yesterday, his team has a QB uh, controversy going on right now. Oh, here. I was too busy about the
0: Jets and the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the subject matter we have been on for the last several minutes. Don't worry. Be Zappy, zappy. Oh, man. I agree. What's a little more song I wrote. Don't worry, be oh, Zappy.
2: Note for note. Oh, three, yeah. Little
0: Bobby McFerrin
2: be reference zappy. taking us to hour three. Because <laughs> when you're Zappy, your face will
1: brown. Seriously, Chris, you didn't tamp it down at all.
0: He did by saying, I'm out. not
1: going to entertain this.
0: Where? He said, Well, he's not going to be any hypotheticals. What's the be hypothetical zappy. he won't entertain?
1: Is there a quarterback controversy? Yes. That is, what do you mean? He,
2: he <laughs> shut it down. What do you guys... Did P.S. you not hear that? Well, Bill, no, do you no, have no, too me. much hot sauce Don't in your ears?
0: Me. No, excuse me. Hold on. He had an opportunity... To say He did. Right he basically
1: laughed on it, like, this is a ridiculous question. No, he didn't. You're he not, said, I don't deal in
2: hypotheticals. You're not going to get it out of him. Meaning what? Brock I thought right. he spoke Belichick. I do speak yeah, Belichick. Is, you don't. His Belichick. answer is
0: answer, like, Belichick. what's he going to do? Say, Brack Jones is definitely the guy? Once upon a time, what? why can't Zappy be Brady 2.0? He doesn't want you to
2: know. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know. I'm a Chris. I love it. Just because his last name is, is Zappy, I'm with you, Chris. This is oh, Bill. I got a great Ladies What's and gentlemen, the who? It's Brock Zappy Jack.
1: Got a great. What's more zappy likely? Jack is, zappy Jack I'm going to take down old, both your teams this week. What was he that? Was that, a, was that a
2: Willie Ames movie? Zapped? Oh, 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 Scott Bale's Willie Ames, Z- wasn't it? Zapped.
0: <laughs> we don't traffic in Scott Bale. <laughs> He's zappy. Yeah. <laughs> this whole situation has been totally zappied. This is zappied <laughs> up.
2: Zendaya was in I'm trying to, called called to help Zapp you out here, also. man. The kids the couldn't hurt Zapp. 2014, Zapp was redone, I think. <laughs> they tried, tried, tried. <laughs> oh, baby. Zendaya. Z-
1: Zapped, Taking on the
0: Browns, huh? Belichick.
1: Oh. No way. is yeah, here, A family
0: reunion with Zappy. <laughs>